Hello, I'm Fenya. I'm Susanna. And I'm Nick, and we probably shouldn't be friends. That's because we're from different places and we come at issues from different angles. Me, I'm a gay, mixed-race, working-class bloke. Boxes ticked. And I'm a traditional Catholic woman living as an immigrant in a liberal country. And I'm a climate protester turned riot police. But what we all have in common is we're looking to figure out what the hell is going on in the world and how we navigate it. And we'll talk about everything from politics to dating, from mental health to nutrition. We'll look at history and current affairs for inspiration and we'll share stories from our own lives. All topics and viewpoints will be welcome, so if you're easily offended, switch off now. My name is Fenya, and lately I can't go a day without hearing stories of normal women like me who went from drab and poor to sexy and rich by getting a little racy online. Only fans. Only fans. Mm-hmm. Signing up to show off on X-rated social media sites like OnlyFans. 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 The big interview of the morning, she was a police officer, her name is Charlotte Rose. She packed in the uh, the police squad and she's become a millionaire. Is it that simple? Can we all become millionaires? It sounds tempting, but I have some niggles. What would happen if we all turned to sex work? These are big questions, so I think I need to start simple. What even is OnlyFans? Just imagine if there was a way to earn from your social media. One where your followers actually paid you to see your content. Welcome to OnlyFans. Sounds pretty clean, but what I've heard of OnlyFans before sounds a bit dirtier. I'm not sure those women I hear about on TV are filming themselves making breakfast. The fans want more. Are we willing to give them what they want? I thought I was the only one thinking about this, but then I met young Ikshita, who's considering joining the site. What brings you to OnlyFans? I'm a person who believes in flaunting one's body, however it is. You don't have to get into a particular category of a body type uh, to actually flaunt it on social media. And I'm a person who is really pro-body. The financial impact, is that a big factor in you being interested in doing it? Honestly, uh, the financial thing I feel is just a bonus. The fact that there are people out there interested in looking like what I have to give out and the targeted audience that I'm going for, they are more intrigued in like what I have to post. That's something, the entire content creation and the targeted audience is something that I'm more invested in other than the financial aspect of it. I had assumed this was all about the money. I think I need to find an expert who can give me a better overview of the motivations. Will OnlyFans fulfil those needs? Hello. Hello. Could you tell us who you are and what you do? So my name is Daniel Cardoso. I'm an associate professor at the Lusophone University and I'm part of a research group that is working on OnlyFans and also OnlyFans content producers. So from that kind of research that you've done, are you able to tell us why so many young women are turning to the platform? So I don't think that there is one single answer. So the platform already existed before COVID, but during the lockdown, people still needed to make money to earn a living. And so producing content online was a, a venue. Most people actually don't make that much money selling content. What we see in the media is usually the outlier, people who make a lot of money, but that's not the norm, that's the exception to the norm. Yeah, a bit like starting your own business, really, it sounds like. Is it as easy as it looks? 
it is quite hard labor. People from the outside, they assume that, oh, I'll just snap a couple of photos, I'll upload them, and that's it. But no, it's hours upon hours of admin work, of editing work, of answering emails, answering messages, thinking up new content to produce, scheduling the content, editing the content. And so if we look at the price that people make on average and then the time that they spend working on this, it's not mm-hmm. as profitable as people sometimes assume that it is. So what other reasons, other than financial gain, have these mainly young women had for turning to OnlyFans? What our research shows is that one of them has to do with working on self-esteem. They didn't feel that good about their body, and being there has given them a sort of validation that people do appreciate and validate a lot of different bodily existences. So the money isn't anywhere near as good as I thought it was going to be. The self-esteem reason seems a little risky. What if no one followed your profile? Or you randomly started losing followers? But maybe it can help heal some wounds. And maybe you can enjoy it. I need to find someone to talk to who makes some money through OnlyFans. Get down on your knees. Do you think you should even dare to believe that you are worthy of gazing at your mistress. Oh my, that'll get your heart racing. And my curiosity raised too. Luckily, Trudy agreed to give me a bit more detail about the hows and whys. Hello. Hello. So why did you join OnlyFans? In my life, I'd experienced a lot of trauma around intimacy, around sex, and it was almost like taking back control of all of those things that had been taken away from me. It really allowed me to feel empowered back in my body again. Would you say that this OnlyFans revolution is reducing male and female relationships to a cold transaction? It's more than just sex. Men are crying out for connection. And I actually think OnlyFans is a great way for men and women to connect and understand. There are some that would say that OnlyFans is perpetuating and playing into a sort of toxic male attitude towards women and towards sex. What are your feelings on that? No, actually, I think it's quite the opposite because for how many years have women been commodified for free? When men choose to invest, they have to play by the creator's rules. I am the leader. I'm the boss of my space. They're not in charge anymore. They don't get it for free anymore. How long did it take you before you actually started making money from OnlyFans? Setting up an OnlyFans isn't a tap on for cash. You have to be committed. You have to work it like any business. It's considered sex work. But it doesn't feel in my head like I'm some dirty sex worker. To me, this is very sacred spiritual work. So Trudy believes that she is healing both her trauma and that of her followers through connection. But I worry that the distant, paid nature of the relationship could just reinforce a cold, cynical view of what men and women want and need from each other. Trudy has a boyfriend, which suggests there is a difference between that relationship and what she has with her followers. We're here to see Dr. Pia Matthews. I turn to Dr. Pia Matthews, an expert in ethics who can hopefully give me a bit more clarity. Hello, did you want to do all right? Hello, yes, good. Why do you think that so many people are turning to OnlyFans? 
there's such a high proportion of pornography. Children over the age of nine, 70% of them have seen some form of pornography that just pops up. If it just pops up, then you're going to think it's just normal. For women, they feel powerless in lots of ways. And in a way, they think, well, maybe this will empower them, particularly when we've got a quite a toxic masculine culture. And if you think this is what men expect of you, you want to take control of it. So I can see why it would be an instance of people taking control, but it's just feeding into that toxic culture. What effect do this kind of hypersexualization have on the individual and on wider society? So consequences for the individual and for society are absolutely huge. You can't control things, you don't know where your pictures are going to go, you don't know whether it's going to be used in the future, you don't know who's going to see it, whether your employer's going to see it, whether your future husband, your children are going to see it. There's no control over this, and that's a major problem. If people are doing it for approval, approval only lasts as long as the person looking at it approves. If it's about your self-esteem, as that drops, then your self-esteem will crash. Further consequences for women in general is that if you think that we have got an objectified culture, by making yourself into an object for other men, you're fueling that idea that that's what men want, or anybody else is watching it. For society, what we're doing is, or what one individual is doing, is building up that culture that says women can be objects, and they can choose to be objects. It's not just your individual choice, because you are affecting culture, you are affecting vulnerable women, even if you think you're powerful and full of self-esteem, you're affecting those people for whom this has become a different kind of lifeline. This becomes a way of objectifying your body, so it stops being your personal reality. Because the way that people do this is they divorce who I really am from this thing that I'm showing. And people don't often realise that that's what they've done because they think it's a matter of control instead of thinking it should be a matter of self-control. So there are some serious potential consequences. The site has inspired 1.5 million people to create content, which is consumed by 150 million users. Some get rich, but most don't. Average monthly earnings are just $180 after the site takes its 20% cut. Selling explicit content on OnlyFans could put future jobs and relationships in jeopardy. Would I risk my dignity for that price? Would I risk my images taking on a life of their own, being pirated and spread online for people I do and don't know to consume for free? The answer for me has to be no.